Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Well, hello. It's, I'm so excited to be here with you today. And uh, I want to just take a moment to give a, a big shout out to all my listeners, all my audience. I love you very deeply. You guys are amazing. That's why I show up all the time. So thank you for continuing to listen. And if you're a newbie, enjoy the ride. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to talk about discovering how to be a better lover or a great lover or an epic lover or a great screw, whatever you want to be. But how do you become really good at sex? Which I'm really good at. <laughs> if you've seen any, watched, watched or seen any of, listened to any of my uh my episodes, uh, you'll find out all how good I am in bed <laughs> or on the, you know, kitchen counter. It doesn't always have to be in the bedroom. So I've been talking a lot of, you know, a lot of episodes have been about lately uh, BDSM and kink and more about my escapades and less about teaching. And I kind of got the hit to do a little bit of a teaching segment today. So um, of course, I'll weave in my own little adventures and stories into it. But you know, today, I really just kind of want to kind of inspire you. So how do you become really good at sex? Well, there's a whole series of things that you need to be able to do. And um, earlier on in my orgasmic life, I put together episodes, basically episodes between 20 and 42, um, as I was uh, putting together um, a whole course. Um, you guys get it. There's access to it. So go if you're like, ooh, I really, I really want to up my game in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom. And I really want to up my game with my sexuality and my sex partners and, and my partner, um, go watch those episodes. It, that, like I said, it's between episode um, 20 and 42. There's a shit ton of incredible teaching um, and do them in the order of the chapters that they're listed in because one teaches you and then then you learn about that and then the next level teaches you and it just it works on a foundation so go start at the beginning of that and work your way through so 
the first thing to be being a fantastic lover, epic in bed, um, great at sex is how you view human sexuality. Okay. So are you like a goal oriented sexual person or are you an sexual explorer? And if you're goal oriented sexual being, you're really tapping out your potential at like, you know, if they say the potential is like, you know, 100. And um, if you're goal oriented, you're sitting at the range of, you know, maybe 20. And that's if you're like really good at the goal oriented stuff. That's how much you are limiting your pleasure possibilities, your partner's pleasure or your partner's pleasure possibilities and being the, you know, the, the person that, you know, all of your exes fantasize still about. <laughs> okay. So if you want to be all your exes still longing, their loins longing for you, pay attention. Okay. Now, the key is being a sexual explorer. And that's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. I'm really going to drop into what does it mean to be a sexual explorer? How does that, how does that affect who we are as a sexual being? And in turn, who we become when we are engaging in sexual activity with others. So let's start with, I talked a little bit about the goal. Goal, you're only meeting 20% of 100% possibilities, Okay. Goal being like, okay, the purpose of sex is to have an orgasm, is to get off, to make my partner get off, make my partners get off. Um, you know, there's a sequence of events that, you know, you've learned that, you know, is kind of like, this is the way to do it. This is very goal oriented. And majority of our education, sexual education is very goal driven. However, like I said, it only reaches 20% of our 100% possibilities of being epic sexually, as well as it also is the source, goal-oriented is the source, the number one source for erectile uh, dysfunction, uh, performance anxiety, being non-orgasmic. It is like, kind of like, if you look at all of the sexual dysfunctions uh, that people suffer from on a daily basis. Usually the number one reason other than physical stuff going on with your body and health and medication um, is this belief about, okay, we kiss, we make out, we grope, we then have some oral, then we may have some penetration. People have their, you know, their orgasms or their ejaculation. And that's it. And don't get me wrong. It can be perfectly fine and, and lovely and satisfying. But, you know, I'm all about the epic. <laughs> oh. So what I have found, so that's goal-oriented. And I highly, like I said, I highly recommend, I'm not saying goal-oriented sex isn't good. It can be very good and, like I said, very satisfying, but it's not great and it's not fabulous. And it's not epic and it's not the thing that makes your exes still fantasize about you, okay? So, or even that matters sometimes, even your current partner's fantasizing about you. So, 
if you were to look at, so we're gonna, so we're gonna change the narrative from goal oriented. So the first thing we have to do is talk about that the whole purpose of sexual engagement is pleasure. That's the purpose, not orgasm, but pleasure. And then you have, and then you become a pleasure seeker. And so I talk, there's lots of episodes I have, even in that period of between the episode 20 and 42, where I talk about how do you become a pleasure seeker, where are all the different layers of pleasure. So and I talk a lot, there's lots of episodes outside of just in that range that I've done about the, the importance of pleasure and pleasure seeking. So go, go explore those. Um, and if you happen to be a vagina owner, I have an incredible course on, you know, uh, you know, 30 day epic orgasm challenge, which teaches you how to kind of do these things um, that will, I'll have the episode, I'll have the link in the show notes so you can go find that course. So let's talk about pleasure, right? So pleasure is, there's three kinds of pleasure. I'm just going to quickly go over it because you probably, like I said, other episodes like dive right into it. So there is uh, sensory pleasure, which is all of your five senses. There is, which is just like when you eat something yummy, when you walk outside and the sun is on your skin, it's like the, mm, that's nice. Something smells good, something here good. So that's, that's, that is your sensory pleasure. Then there is emotional pleasure where you're so excited, you're blissed out, you're, you're like, like you, you're so happy that you like, you know, want to squeal or scream or jump up or down or wiggle your butt or like, it just like your whole heart feels like it's ready to like explode and ejaculate all over the place. That's emotional pleasure. <laughs> I love the word ejaculation. Uh, <laughs> anyways, sidebar. <laughs> then there is orgasmic pleasure and orgasmic pleasure is the byproduct of those two pleasures that I talked about, sensory pleasure and emotional pleasure. So if you have enough sensory pleasure, your body will release in an orgasmic expression. It's like the byproduct of it. If you have enough uh, emotional pleasure, your body can have uh, a physical reaction and uh, it can turn into uh, an orgasmic pleasure response and if you have a combination of those two and it just ramps up ramps up ramps up it's the byproduct the orgasmic pleasure is the byproduct of those two others and if you don't have those things in place then your orgasms you may be able to force them but again if we're out of a hundred you're only sitting at the potential pleasure possibilities of maybe even a five if you're like not doing having at least starting with the other two bases of pleasure okay so pleasure is your friend and becoming a pleasure seeker on a daily basis is the key. But now, okay, so, so you become a pleasure seeker and you go and you listen to all the episodes I talk about how to do that. So as a pleasure seeker, what you're doing is you're changing your brain to perceive pleasure possibilities in all things of your life. So because you become a seeker of pleasure, there's all these ways that you didn't even know pleasure could exist in your day-to-day -day life, but now you're starting to realize it. So this starts you shifting from goal to an explorer, which is a key ingredient in this whole 
um, being epic. <laughs> All right. So, so you become a pleasure seeker. And then as a pleasure seeker, you start to open up your curiosity because now you're not only seeking pleasure, but you're also curious about all the ways that pleasure could show up in your life. And now when we're in like sexual, that's the day-to-day life. Now we're in sexual experiences and sexual situations. You still move in the same way. You're in the place of all my, my only reason that I'm in this experience is to give and receive pleasure not because of the orgasmic goal. Like I said, orgasm is a happy byproduct of enough pleasure. So, in, and the other thing is, is that we often, and you let go of your attachment to orgasm, right? So this is another component of it. By becoming a pleasure seeker and not goal-oriented, you let go of the expectations of orgasms, which means that you open yourself up to changing your orgasmic patterning, which is, you know, basically like the first couple times you had an orgasm, however, whatever you were doing, whatever the rhythm, whatever position, um, you know, this is becomes imprinted. And the only way you can have an orgasm is doing these things because you're no longer driven about having an orgasm. You also change your orgasm patterns. It's also a beautiful byproduct. You can have, now you're just seeking pleasure possibilities. And what if I tried this? And what if I experienced this? And you're curious of what if I did this to my partner? And, and what if we added this component? And, and now you go from, you know, vanilla to goal and goal oriented sex to now you're in the realm of exploration, kinky, uh, multiply orgasmic, um, you know, swinging from the chandeliers, you know, some of the sex that I talk about in my podcast. <laughs> becomes very easy because now you are seeking new possibilities. You're no longer attached to the orgasm and you are now ready to see what's available. You just, all you did was show up and your partner showed up and your, or your partners, again, I use partner and partners plural because I'm ethically non-monogamous. So um, just as you're like, why does she always say that? that? I just wanted to kind of remind everybody that, you know, as being ethically non-monogamous and pansexual and bisexual, um, I don't move from, a, you know, a solo, <laughs> mono <laughs> and, you know, opposite gender, uh, again, shows my you know, curiosity <laughs> of an explorer. I want all the, I want all the variable possibilities. So my arousal response comes from all sorts of different interesting places with different people and genders and varieties of numbers of people. Okay. So, so, okay. So where was I? Oh, you're, we were in the whole, okay. You become not goal oriented, you've moved into pleasure seeking. You've now been practicing on your daily basis of finding different pleasure possibilities. Now you're ready. You step into the sexual realm, wherever that happens to be bedroom, dungeon, kitchen, bathroom, <laughs> in a field, wherever. <laughs> okay. So now you step in. And now you step in with this sexual curiosity. Like there's no right or wrong way to do the thing. Whatever activity you're participating in, whether it's just, you know, um, you know, 
um, everyday kind of sex versus uh, or it's kink or it's tantra or you know it's now you're open to all these possibilities because you're curious it's like you're like what if so now when you're in that sexual experience it's like well normally and I'll, and I'll give you some examples that recently have happened to me so you know like normally you know I really enjoy you know, uh, you know, say, you know, say one of my partners, I'm with one of my partners and, you know, I'm, you know, really good at, you know, sucking cock. Okay. I'm really good at all the sex actually, <laughs> but that one, I got mad skills. So, <laughs> and the reason I have mad skills is because every time I have one of my partner's penises in my mouth, I don't do the, the normal, the stuff that I always do. I mean, there's some certain moves that I got that I know that, you know, really excite my partner that at that time. Um, however, I'm always like, oh, I wonder if I do mix up the stroke this way and I do my tongue that way. And what if I like, you know, lick there. And, and so, so each time I go to, you know, my partner or partner's penises, I'm like, curious even though i'm like already a master cocksucker i still am curious i'm one it's like ooh, i wonder what would how this sensation or what if i did this with my throat or what if i did that with my teeth or it's and or what if i added my hands with the thing and each time i i'm exploring i'm first of all i'm having fun that's that's i'm not bored that's very important the last thing you want to be is bored while having sex time. That's a bad sign. Okay. <laughs> Two, my partner at that time, or partners, get to really drop in to allowing themselves to experience the sensations and the pleasure of what's happening in that moment because they never know what I'm going to do next. And so there's this extra level of anticipation which heightens the arousal, your sexual arousal. When our body and our brain knows what's going to happen next, it gets bored and it's kind of like, eh, I'm kind of out of here. But when your brain doesn't know what's going to happen next and you can't anticipate what's going to happen next, that you're like all of your bodies at this whole like adds to this level of arousal. And now you're like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen today. <laughs> My partner's being like, ooh, I wonder what we're just going to come up with today. And so again, super arousing and there's no outcome. Like there's not, I'm not like, okay, I'm doing this so that I can get my partner off and then we can move to the next stage of the, you know, the next, the next part of sex tech. No, I'm having fun. They're having fun. When we're going to change it up, we'll change it up, but there's no, it's not until they have an orgasm or ejaculation or like there's no, there's zero goal other than giving and receiving pleasure, which creates more, again, curiosity and more possibilities. So here's another, so that's just one kind of example of that. Now, we all know, well, in case you're new to me, <laughs> I have a dungeon and I am a dom and a pro-dom and, um, you know, and so uh, a lot of fun things happen in my dungeon. And so what was really, this is actually quite interesting. Like last week I was, I had a session with a client and we did sploshing 
And, um, you know, if you don't know what sploshing is, um, it's basically messy, 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 messy food play, right? Where you're like, you know, pouring and rolling around and messy, messy, messy food. Okay. It's great. If you're into mass, it's like so much fun. <laughs> and the thing I like about food play and sploshing in particular, there are no rules, like no rules. The only thing that needs to happen is everybody gets messy. So that's the, and, ha, and have a lot of fun while you're doing. Of course, you know, I'll do a whole episode on splashing and uh, the safety protocols that you need. And if you're interested, I have around, you know, food play. I have in my BDSM membership program, I have a whole section, a whole, you know, a couple of classes on food play and that's always building. So, you know, if you're like, ooh, I'm kind of intrigued by this, go join the BDSM membership. Um, okay, so back to the sploshing. So one of the things I've never done before while I'm sploshing is, um, you know, really using my feet um, as part of the experience. And which is kind of silly seeing that I'm really into, like I have, I have seriously sensitive and orgasmic feet. And I love my feet being worshiped but I've never added like the food play component into that thing. So it was like, oh, so, you know, with a client, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, add some, I'm going to add some foot stuff. And so, you know, we put a lot of, you know, lift stuff on my feet and he got to lick my feet. And, and then, you know, I started like massaging his body with like caramel sauce and pancake syrup with my feet and I'm like oh this is great I like love this I didn't even know how much I would love this I can't believe I've never done this before and so this is what happening in this in this particular session is that I was like really I was like wow I'm learning new things about what really turns me on um another thing that I didn't realize that would like really like really turn me on and really excite me but it kind of makes sense with all the other things that excite me, but I'd never done it before. So I had no idea was, you know, we're in the bathtub and all the splashing and the mess and, and, but we had like this hot bucket of water with like these rags. And so, you know, I need, needed him to see, you know, we're always wearing goggles for safety, of course. And we don't want, you know, you don't want pie in your eye. <laughs> barbecue sauce in your eye that's not a good time so anyway so you know I you know I we were kind of moving to another stage of of the the play and so I kind of needed to wash him down and wash me down and we were like super sticky and so I started dripping and pouring like drip the dripping of the the hot wet uh cloth all over him and all over me and what was happening is all of this was like washing all the mess away down at the bottom of the tub now we had like towels in the bottom of the tub so that you know it was easy cleanup and you know again food play you want to learn how to all do the things how fun it is and safe and how to not get yeast infection all this stuff join the bdsm membership program okay i also did a, an episode on food play as well if you're like intrigued about you know all the things about food play so anyway so because this is actually one of my favorite kinks. <laughs> So, 
And then I'm standing above him and I'm, you know, dropping water and, you know, wiping us all down and the hot water and the cool air of the air conditioning house and, and the sensory stuff. I'm like, this is really hot, like exciting, like turning me on. The thing I really liked was like the mess that was happening at the bottom of the tub and like squishing my toes through like pie and caramel sauce and barbecue sauce and like all the messy things were all like again all on my feet and I was like and I liked the way it squished between the toes I was like oh I didn't know that about me I and if I was moving from a goal oriented where like okay this is what this is going to do and this is how we're going to do this and this is the next stage and this is how you know like you know, a lot of times when I'm, you know, uh, seeing particularly when I'm working with clients, especially BDSM related stuff, I have like, here's the overall activities we're going to do because, you know, I need to have everything prepared and things like that. But I really allow as somebody who really, truly is a sexual explorer, like that is my nature. I'm a pleasure seeker, sexual explorer. I'm always looking everything at the world, like, how could I have sex with that? <laughs> how could I introduce that in my sexuality all the time? And if anybody who knows me personally, they're like, yes, <laughs> it's true. But that's because that's my brain. My brain is weird, wired that sexuality is part of curiosity. And I am a why person. I am a curiosity. What if? I'm a, always a what if this happened? What if I did that? What's the outcome? I'm like always collecting curious about the world and possibilities and people. And like I am, that is my true essence. And because of that essence of being this curious curious explorer in the world of all things but especially pleasure and sex being my top areas what that does is it allows me these new possibilities to find about myself like I have a lot of sex and I've had a I've been having sex since I consensually having sex since I was 14 years old and I'm 48 now so I and sex is all about this exploration and always has been part of that. And I, I will give credit to, um, you know, one of my very first boyfriends, we're going to call him Kay, so we don't out him, um, was incredible because he was about curiosity. And I actually thought that's how you would have sex. You know, he tied me up, you know, there's some episodes about that. Uh, there's, he tied me up, he, you know, he poured food, he poured melted butter, like he, he, like for him, this is how he had sex. He was exploring all the possibilities, my body's possibilities of pleasure and orgasmic release and his body's pleasure possibilities. And there were no rules and there was no like this, how you do it. And it's like every time we engaged sexually, it was an adventure. Like it genuinely was an adventure. I never knew what we were doing. We never ended up knowing what was going to happen. And like, and so I also want to kind of give him a little bit of credit because he, I felt, I feel very blessed and I feel very lucky that early on in my sexuality being like, I was 14, I actually might've been 15. I was like 15 when I met him. And so he introduced me 
And he was like my second lover that I, you know, I'd ever had. And so he introduced me into this whole world of pleasure seeking and curiosity. And so that's how I've been moving my whole, the rest of my sexuality. And of course, that's benefited all my lovers. <laughs> they're always like, oh, which is why, you know, often when I run into past lovers, they're like, you know, I still think about you. I'm like, of course you do. It was crazy sex. <laughs> but that's why, because it was always about, well, what if, what if we try this? What if we try that? That could be a possibility. Let's try this move. There's no right or wrong way. It's all about play. It's all about exploring. So after my, you know, my session, my splashing session with that particular client, you know, one of the things we always do is we always do a debrief, which is an important part of the whole, um, you know, collection of data. So we can, you know, both learn what each other craves and desires. And so that the next session will be even more epic than the one that we just had. And that's what I disclosed. I was like, you know, I'm like, ah, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that would turn me on so much. And these are the things I didn't realize would turn me on so much, but man, damn, that made me, made my clit throb and, you know, and I had a bunch of orgasms and I'm like, ah, that's great. That was great. But again, if I was just goal oriented, I would have missed out. There's lots of things, especially for, again, like, you know, I have my loose plan. You know, if I'm going to get into some kinky, sexy stuff, um, you know, you usually need prep and you need to do stuff and, you know, you kind of have, a, have to have your equipment and, but that's it. That's the only thing when I go into sexy time, that's the only thing that I, I if we're doing things that I have like the loose master plan of what the activity is going to be, but how it's going to unfold and how I'm going to drop into the pleasure of the possibilities that could happen both in my dungeon from a session's time and as well as with my lovers sexually it's always I wonder what could happen and when I go into any sex time with I wonder what can happen man some good shit happens <laughs> Well, not shit. That's not my, that's, that's one of my heart limits actually, <laughs> but really amazing, incredible sexual experiences are birthed from curiosity. So here's my task to you. Here's my, you know, um, that I want to share with you, or I want you to think about when you think about sex, when you have sex, is it, are you goal oriented? Most likely it's yes because we've been all taught to be that way. So it's not your fault if you are, or you've been taught, no one's taught you anything else, okay? And I probably would be the same if it hadn't have been for early on in my sexual evolution that I had happened to have a partner who taught me about moving from a place of sexual exploration versus goal orientation, okay? So if the answer is yes, which most likely it is, because like I said, not your fault, that's all we've learned is start with breaking a sequence. So if you particularly do, uh, you know, this is the sequence of events, you know, you kiss, you grope, you, you know, ha may have oral sex and you have penetration sex and then that's it. Break up the, break up the routine, All right? Start with oral sex, then maybe go to kissing. Maybe have some penetration and have some oral sex. 
like change it up. That will start even just to break yourself out of the goal component. Okay. The second thing is that I want you to go into, I'm not focusing on having an orgasm. I'm having sexy time from a place of curiosity. So that means all the rules of all the things that we know uh, and how we usually do it, we're going to do it differently. And, and so it may feel like, well, what else do you do? Like, you know, what are some of the other, and because you've never done the exploring component. So I have plenty of episodes where I talk about all sorts of different kinds of exploration and how to start introducing exploration into your relationships. There's episodes between episode 20 and 42 about that. Um, you know, lots of kink stuff that can be started to add into your repertoire. Um, but what I really want you to do is just start, like, say you're doing oral. Okay, you got, you, you change up how you would do it, you know? If you, you know, change your hands, change your tongue, change your rhythm, change, try something different, listen to your partner's body, um, you know, ask them for feedback while you're exploring doing something different. You can be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do some, we're going to, we're going to do oral differently today. You game, you know, ask your partner. This is also really important. Okay. I need to add this <laughs> in here. When you're about to change up how you have sexuality, and in particular, if you're goal-oriented and you're both goal-oriented, and you're going to change that up a little bit to exploratory, have a conversation with your partner. Better yet, have them listen to this episode so that they understand why you're doing what you're doing. Otherwise, they're going to be like, what the hell is happening down there? What are you doing? Do the thing. Do the thing you always do that I like. It gets me off. So please have a conversation with your ongoing partner or partners about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and ask them if they want to invite in, and invite them into, hey, can we start just sort of having sex, moving to, let's explore sexy time with each other. Let's explore pleasure with each other. How are different ways we can enjoy pleasure? Food is a great way because it like adds a whole other dimensions. Um, Adding sensory deprivation is a good, like a good way to like drop into curiosity. Um, the person who's receiving it has no ability to figure out what you're going to do next, which helps to reprogram their goal-oriented experience into just dropping into receiving whatever sensations and experiences that you're going to give them. And then switching up where you're blindfolded and they do the same thing for you. You can add, uh, noise cancelling headset with blindfold for extra levels of sensory deprivation. Um, you know, you can add a little bit of spanking, you can add a little bit of bondage, you can add a little bit of, you know, I, I mean, these are some light things. Don't go all, you know, crazy and just become, you know, swinging from the chandeliers. You need some support, maybe some education, join the membership so that you know how to do it. <laughs> reach out to me so I can support you and maybe come for a session so I can train you guys how to do it. Like, you know, don't, don't, don't go all crazy in the kink world if you haven't been there yet. Okay. But you can add a little bit of like food, sensory play, 
uh, sensory deprivation. Uh, sensory play is like, um, you know, cold, warm, scratchy, tickly, you know, like different, you know, and toys. Toys are a great way to kind of add some like new sensations and new experiences of curiosity. And really drop into the place of like, there is no right way of doing this. You need to communicate though. That's important. Have a conversation with your partner about it, partners. Everybody be on the same page. And then both partners be part of that exploration. Both receiving and giving is an important part of the journey of, you know, again, curiosity. Okay. And then, like I said, go check out some of the other episodes where I talk about being, how to change your brain, how to communicate, like all, all the good things. Lots of to learn. And what a great new skill sets you're going to learn. You're fantastic. And it'll make, and it also creates intimacy. And there's the other piece of this. By being an explorer and going on a sexual adventure, being an adventurer with your partner or partners, it creates a sense of connection, intimacy, uh, excitement, bonding, helps to support communication. Like there's all sorts of beautiful things that can make other areas of your relationship even better and stronger as well. And you're not bored. <laughs> no one wants to be bored. Boring is not good. It's not, it's, it, it, it kills intimacy, it kills sex, it kills arousal, it kills everything. All right. So, you know, time to be curious. All right. If you need me, you can find me at empressguide.com for, uh, to help you support you in whatever capacity you need. Um, don't forget, join the BDSM membership program if you want some crazy ideas um, and, you know, some education and some hot, sexy uh, scenes. You know, I'm often naked or orgasmic in there. <laughs> Definitely hot. <laughs> Unless you get to see what happens in the dungeon. Um, and uh, if you're thinking about you know, I do training. So if you're interested in DOM training or pro sub training or sub training or training, you know, like, again, I love facilitation, education and training. It's like, you know, it's very arousing for me next to, you know, consensually torturing people. <laughs> and of course, it's pleasure. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Mwah! Stay curious. Ask why. And enjoy becoming a sexual explorer. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys the audience. And I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast. 
where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>